Hi. Uh, my name's Matt Murdoch. Uh, hi, guys. Um, we're going to get through the baby pictures really fast. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was born in San Antonio, Texas. I was raised here in Temple from uh, St. Francis Preschool, Kennedy Powell Elementary, Bonham Middle School, Temple High, and then off. So let's get the, just the baby picture out. I was obese. No. <laughs> no. Uh, that, yeah, that's, that's me, uh, and that's my oldest sister, Brittany, who's still around here in town. Uh, that's me with a bowl cut. That was, I, I don't know if y'all ever had this growing up, but like your mom actually cut your hair, and my mom would get a bowl from the kitchen and cut my hair. Okay, there's middle school and high school me. There we go. I do. <laughs> okay, but uh, I realized how many pictures I don't have of myself, and so I ended up having to just go and take pictures with my iPhone of like what my mom has on her shelf. So, okay, since we're over that, um, I, I was. I'm, I'm going to start because I, I think if you want to know someone, you need to know who and what they love, right? Uh, I feel like that's a really good place to start, uh, that you look at the people around you uh, in order to know how to orient yourself. So I'm going to show you a few people that I love. Uh, here's a, f a few groups. Uh, upper left-hand corner is a, like, essentially all my roommates from college. Um, I, since senior, well, freshman year of college, I've had over 30 roommates. Um, so a lot of guys. A lot of fun stories that I won't share here tonight. But, um, and then the, the two other pictures are just a community that I've found here in Temple. Uh, I came back to Temple about a year and a half ago. So um, th this is just a group of guys that I love, that I care about, that help orient me. My nieces. Um, I am biased. They're freaking awesome. So uh, that's Juniper. Ellison and Harper. Uh, that's Harper when she's young. She's not very excited. I was. And then uh, there are my nephews, Dax and Koa. Um, Koa's a lot happier in that picture than me. And these are my sisters, uh, Bernie and Caitlin. I absolutely love them. And then this is a quick little family shot. So there we go. And my dog. I, I reject the, the title of dog dad or anything like that. I think that is absolutely ridiculous. When I got a dog, people gave me a mug with that on it. And I, I think I gave that to Goodwill. So, okay. I'm um, going to start out. Preparing for this, I, I didn't really know exactly how to, how to begin because, in all honesty, I've never given my testimony before. Um, I've definitely sat down with friends and, and shared my background, but when it comes to the, my, my true testimony, um, and it's really not even my testimony, right? Uh, a testimony is not about you. It's about God's pursuit of you. And so uh, when trying to think of, of how to do this, I, I, I was like, okay, let's, let's take it chronologically and work out from there, right? Um, when I was... 
Seventh grade, this is kind of heavy, but it's a good place to start. Start heavy, get light. Um, it, when I was in seventh grade, um, a lot of what shapes your testimony is the storms of life. Um, when people t tell me about their testimony saying, hey, like, uh, it's, it's a pretty normal testimony. I was raised in a Christian household, this and that. And I'm like, no, there's nothing normal about a testimony, right? It's the God of eternity calling out to you. It's, the, it's a, a God that is a king that's saying, you are my child. It's saying, you don't have to call me king, you can call me dad. You can call me father, right? So in seventh grade, um, I was actually here at the Outback um, and went home and uh, I got a call that my grandmother had passed away of cancer. Been a long time coming, right? Um, and we kind of had prepared for that. Uh, all my family's Canadian, so I ended up having to fly back to Canada. Um, seventh grade, and um, I get there, it's my mom's mom, right? And uh, my dad says, hey, let's get away from the sadness and go visit my dad down in Simcoe, Ontario. Everybody knows where that is. Just kidding. Uh, but uh, we ended up going there, and um, in a weird twist of fate, uh, I actually, I found my grandfather dead on the other side. Um, so th there's, I lost I, uh, two grandparents three days apart. Um, first time I ever saw my dad cry. First time uh, a storm of life hit me, right? Um, and I, I'd been raised in faith, but what do you do when you're a seventh grader and you don't really know what to do? Um, meanwhile, this is, this is no shade cast at Temple ISD, but they kept calling saying I was missing too much school. <laughs> so um, I ended up having to miss that grandfather's funeral and fly back. Um, so I flew back with my older sister, uh, no parents around. She was taking me to school while they were preparing. They were gone for several weeks. And... Um, I went into a dark place. I went into a place that um, you just kind of stare into existential darkness. And you get to the point where um, I, I was considering taking my own life. Uh, that's just nothing around it. Uh, no way to get around that. Um, I was depressed. I was sad. And I essentially, and this is... the. One of the most foolish things you can do is test God, right? Um, but in, in a childlike faith, it's one of those things where God has grace in that. And one night, um, I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm probably going to do it. I'm probably going to do it tomorrow. Uh, God, if you want to intervene, you better do it now or else. And this is, this is foolish. This is absolutely foolish. But that night, um, I did... This sounds so weird, and I know how it sounds. I don't have a tinfoil hat on. Um, I, I, had, I, uh, I had a dream, um, and a man that I felt like I knew but I did not know uh, helped me up. And we walked up this dirt path, and I don't know if y'all have ever been on a dirt road, and kind of like the, the dust is in the air, and it kind of, like the light hits it, so it kind of feels like you're walking through almost a cloud. Um, and I walked up to the crest of this hill, and I saw my grandfather on one side, my grandma on the other, and then the man I was with went and sat down beside just another chair, 
and all I heard was, you're not done yet, and I woke up. Okay, that's the heavy part. Um, I woke up that next day, and I, I kind of reoriented my entire life. Um, I felt called into a deeper relationship. That's God calling right now. Um, and, and, uh, and that's where I, I, for me, went from uh, childish to being a child of God, right? Uh, and how, how great is it to be called a child of God? Um, Proverbs twelve fifteen says, The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. Being a child and growing into adulthood means to start listening to your elders, start listening to your parents, that they actually do have good advice, right? Um, and uh, 3 John 1, 4, I, I have no greater joy than to, to hear that my children are walking in the truth. So um, I was not baptized at this point. I had begun my walk. Um, Temple High School. Awesome. No, this is good, man. Okay. Now, Temple High School, uh, it was a trying time. Uh, it, it, was, it was hard. Um, like a lot of schools, uh, it, 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 it was not many people, not much community, not many believers. And I was trying to walk this weird line of, I feel like I'm, a, I'm, I'm called towards something, but I, I, don't, I don't know. And so that's where TBC played a huge role. Uh, there was a high school uh, mentor that actually had a Bible study with me, and he, had, he was a huge impact in my life um, and got me really focused on God's Word and the importance of that. Um, when I was 18, I, gra I graduated high school, thankfully, uh, and then I was baptized on my 18th birthday a week before I went off to uh, Texas A&M. Thank you. Um, so this brings me to my second, my second point is called. Um, to be called means you have a choice to whether to listen or not. And when I went, to, went off to university, um, it was a trying time. It was actually really difficult. Uh, it was, and that's going to bring me to my, my third word that kind of really bring, brought me back. And, um, but, uh, there's Texas A&M. Nobody really knows this is the main academic building because we don't really focus that school around academics. We focus it around that. <laughs> it, they put a half a billion dollars in there. And my, anyways, and they, <laughs> they put a half a billion dollars and I couldn't fit in the seats <laughs> in, in the classroom. Not the point. Um, okay, to be called. Uh, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Um, throughout college, um, I was stupid. In, 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 in many ways, I, was, I always felt like I was one of those sheep that just kind of really wanted to get away. But God just kept pulling me back in, and God just kept convicting me, and God just kept putting people in my life that really pulled me back. And the first two years of college, uh, I was kind of dead set on being a doctor. Uh, I took pre-med classes. I did, I did pretty much every weed out class until I got to OCHEM. Uh, yeah, OCHEM's fun. Um, but I was really confused on why I wanted to be a doctor, um, on why I was being called, right? Uh, the term vocation 
comes from the Latin root vocare, which means to be called towards something. So I was like, I don't know if I'm being called towards this or I was just raised in Temple where everybody's in the medical field and um, my, my folks were doctors, uh, were physicians and uh, I was confused. Uh, has anybody ever been to Potbelly's? The sandwich shop? It's a good sandwich shop. Um, it was my it was my sophomore year in college, second semester. I was just finishing, uh, was starting OCHEM out, and I ran into my OCHEM professor at a Potbelly's off Northgate. Um, I never had a conversation with him before. Uh, we ended up sitting down and talking for about an hour, hour and a half. He was a Christian. Uh, we shared that. Um, and I was trying to understand where I was being called. Um, after our conversation, I uh, had always been inclined towards politics and public service, uh, and I didn't really understand why. But after our conversation, uh, he ended up wrapping it up by saying, I think you need to switch majors, and I think you need to pursue public service. So um, that's what I did. Uh, graduated in a, year, uh, a year and a half later, um, but it's really hard to, under, to figure out where you're being called, and I think it's also important to look around to the people around you, uh, to fellow believers uh, in navigating that. Um, second part of being called, uh, for you were called to freedom, brothers, only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through the love and serve one another. Um, There's a, in the next slide, uh, I can go to that. Um, it's important to know, and through, uh, through college, I was figuring out uh, who I was and who I was called to, and who I was in Christ, and what I was being called to as part of his, uh, uh, his mission. Um, but the biggest thing for me was, am I, if I'm called, but do I actually listen? Do I hear the shepherd's voice, but do I actually listen to the shepherd's voice? Uh, it's a, it was one of those things that um, I'm, I'm still working on. It's kind of this Noah versus Jonah mentality. Um, do I flee from God's call on my life? Do I flee uh, from being afraid? Or do I listen? And very often th throughout the Bible, we see um, God call and I, I don't know if y'all ever feel like this, but for me, um, I just get wrapped up in, like, self-pity and doubt and, like, well, I'm nothing. Like, I, like this is just ridiculous. I'm, I shouldn't be called towards that. I'm not good enough. I'm not this. I'm not that. Uh, that goes all the way back to, like, Bible, Bible camp. And you have that one kid that can really remember the Bible verses, you know? Like, just I don't understand how they do it. Um, and I'm like man, I, I just, maybe I'm just not that good. But um, I look at it in a, especially in college, I found out that um, the enemy likes to make sure you look at your darkness, right? That, am I a sinner? Yes. Am I fallen? Yes. Am I torn away from God by my own actions? Yeah. Um, but um, I'm supposed to look at the light. Um, if you look at your shadow on the ground, it looks like you, it has your outline, it moves like you, and you're like, man, I'm dark, man, I'm on the ground, that's where I deserve to be, 
But God doesn't say that. God says, turn around and look at the sun. Like I sent the sun for you, look at him. Stop looking at your shadow. Grow into me and I will be with you. And that's, that's a promise. Um, so um, I've had a few runs in D.C. Um, the first time I was up there, um, it was an awakening. Uh, it's not culturally Christian in any way, shape, or form. Um, they actually, it's, it's quite the opposite. I had someone confront me once and say, oh, you believe in fairies. Like, that, that's, that's what your faith is, is you believe in fairies. And I was like, well, angels, but they don't look like fairies. Um, <laughs> I can guarantee you that. But, um, but it, 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 was, it was crazy. And, and when I was up in D.C. the first time, I worked for the Department of Justice under the Obama administration. So I, I met a lot of people that were very different from me. Um, and I got to grow and understand how it was to love people in a situation where um, it, the, light is, the light in people is few and far between. People who believe in, in, in Jesus, who pursue faith, is few and far between. But the, the best part about that was when you found somebody. I found a community up there in Restoration Community Church, and they, uh, they really helped. Uh, they, it was, it was a, a beautiful faith. Um, honestly, kind of pressured, kind of cold pressure to diamond in, in, in a way. So the second time I went to D.C., I worked on, uh, for a congresswoman out of Arizona. Um, and um, the, the, this is the hard part about politics, right, is that... Um, as a Christian, you shouldn't identify left to right. You should identify up to down. Um, there, is, there is no point in wrapping your, your, who you are in a, in a political dogma that does not help. Um, and I learned very quickly that people can claim to be a Christian and walk in a very different light. Um, and um, it was hard. It was hard trying to, trying to know that I'm a child of God Know that I'm called towards this profession where people are tearing you apart left and right. Uh, it, I mean, everybody has, like, pro I'm probably that uncle in my family, but the one uncle that's actually kind of political, that, like, <laughs> like Thanksgiving comes around, and you're like, oh, my gosh, Uncle John's here. Like, and, and he just, like, kind of rails, and, and it's, it's exhausting. Um, and every, everybody's, everybody's a uh, professional politician. Uh, they are, already have their views, so it kind of made me think about my, my profession and why I was called to something that was so divisive. Um, but then that pointed me back towards my faith and that, you know what, in this world, we, it, things are divisive. Things are heavy. Things are hard. Uh, people care. Um, but the best, the, your response to that wholeheartedly should be to love um, and Going on to my third point, I, I can't remember. Yeah, here we go. Um, okay. Friendship, be aware, and fight for each other. Um, this is really convicting. It's like squeaking when I step on it. Um, anyways, uh, so I was trying to battle a lot with um, what my third word would be. So I went, I got out of 
DC, and I came back to Texas. Um, and I was trying to figure out my, what, what, what was the point of all this? Like, what's the point of being called towards something? What's the point of, uh, of, of, of the struggle? And I looked around and I saw, I looked back on my experiences in high school, but college and, and post-college, and I was like, I have some really freaking good friends. I have, I, like, I have people that love me and I love them. Um, but friendship in the Bible is very different than friendship on Facebook, right? I mean, <laughs> you look on Instagram, people have a lot of followers, but Jesus only had 12, and that, that, that's, that, that's good enough for me. Um, but a friendship in, in the biblical sense um, is looking at one another and not just saying, yes, I'll support you in whatever you think. Yes, uh, you're going to go on a mission trip. I'll donate five bucks. Um, it, it, friendship is so much more than that. Friendship is looking at the person and saying, I love you. I want what's best for you. I, I want to put you above all else, right? Um, and I think, especially the young guys in the room, um, it's really hard to be friends. It's really hard to figure out what friendship is because I think in an ideal sense, anybody watch uh, uh, Band of Brothers? Any, anybody watch that show in here? Band of Brothers? HBO, that's pretty good. Um, but we'll, like, we, we, want to, we want to be called into a brotherhood um, and, and not just someone that can help you come move a couch, but someone that can help you bear life's burdens, right? And someone that can also look at you and say, hey, you're being an idiot right now. You need to fix this. And, and the, the best and central point on friendship, biblically, um, is based in Christ and pulling you closer to Christ. And that, that might hurt, right? It, it's okay to hurt a friend uh, it, if it's for their betterment. Um, so uh, that brings me to what I currently do. Um, I work in the Texas legislature, and um, God has exceptionally blessed me with a, uh, I would say my office is more like a family. Um, I have a boss that when I was an intern for him in 2017, I left. And then I, and, but every three or four months, I get a call from him. And he was like, hey, brother, just praying for you, making sure you're doing well, right? Uh, I have people that I work with that love God more than the politics, that love a, a, a person more than the politics. And um, it's, it's one of those things that God will show faithfulness through it all and through friendship that wants to make you better. Um, and I, I, let me see what it's up. Yeah, Pro Proverbs 27, 17, uh, iron, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Uh, John 1, 4, 11, beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. And then finally, 1 Corinthians, therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm, let nothing move you, Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain.
Um, this, I don't know if I'm going out on a limb here. It feels like things have gotten a lot more divisive in the world. Um, even in the past five years, it's, it's gotten to the point that um, hatred seems to be the go-to and love seems to be the exception. Um, and love does not mean ex accepting sin. Love does not mean accepting uh, brokenness. Um, love means is, is exactly what God, God has said, which we are called to grow together, to be sanctified, and to uh, pursue God together in all that we do. So what threatens this community? Uh, I think the online and out of life mentality is a huge issue. Um, I do social media for a living. I would delete it, <laughs> if I'm being honest. Um, it, the, there's, there's nothing that really comes, uh, other than comparison, other than, uh, if you actually look at the timeline, it's quite interesting to see um, where a lot of the mental health issues started to arise. In the, especially in the U.S. Uh, 2008 is when it started to really take off. Okay, what happened in 2008? Uh, social media companies launched uh, and the smartphone was created. It really accelerated, especially among women, in 2013. And so what happened in 2013? Uh, they put the camera on the front of the phone, facing you. Uh, it's a complete inversion of looking... It, you went from a camera was supposed to view the world around you, right? And that's how we're supposed to live on mission, is looking at the world around us, seeing who needs to be served and loving each other and serving them and going forward. But no, the camera turned itself on us. And now it became me, me, me. So um, last, uh, so idols and anger, I already hit that. Um, and there should only be one reason why people hate you. Um, and I've tried to keep that. I say a lot of, a lot of kind of stupid things. So th there's always a good reason to hate me. But I try to make sure that the only reason why anyone could, could ever hate me is because of my faith in Jesus Christ. Um, I try that with all, with all my heart. Uh, John 15, 18 through 20. If the people of this world hate you, just remember that they hated me first. If you belong to the world, if they, its people would love you, but you don't belong to the world. I have chosen you to leave the world behind, and this is why its people hate you. Um, but uh, that brings me, that's really my, my whole testimony, uh, kind of from start to finish. Um, I'm, I am a, a, a pretty stupid sheep. Uh, I continue forward in grace, um, but when it, when it comes to, God bless, um, when it, when it comes to your testimony, um, it, your testimony is shaped greatly. It, it, I remember sitting in y'all's seat and looking up and be like, oh, I don't have a good testimony. Oh, I, don't, I, I didn't have this. I didn't have that. And hey, Do any of y'all feel like you have like a normal testimony, right? I, I, don't, I don't know. It's like raised in a Christian household, uh, baptized, life goes on. Um, I'm just here to say that there is no such thing as a normal testimony. There is no such thing as a boring testimony. Your testimony and God's testimony to us is something he's been saying since the very beginning. Um, 
He has been a God that wants to be with us from a garden to the desert, to a tabernacle, to the cross. We have a God that has focused continuously on promises, not on punishments. He, he has consistently showed his faithfulness to us, and your testimony is God's whisper to you. Um, so th- it's always hard to know, well, if I'm called, do I, do I listen? Or how do I know I'm being called? Uh, you've heard a lot of testimonies throughout this summer, this summer of all these leaders. That's, God, that's God's whisper towards y'all. I mean, if, if you, the trials in life will come but there's only one anchor that will hold. In, in main service today, we talked about a strong foundation, and that's exactly what this is, is that, it, that God calls you to be very wise on where you plant your foundation. So you, there's nothing boring about your testimony. Um, a testimony is not the story of you coming to God, but God's pursual and faithfulness coming to you, and it does not end until your breath does. So my whole mindset has always been, my testimony doesn't end until my eulogy. So... Uh, you are a child of God. You are called uh, to his service, so be aware and fight for each other uh, in a world that really just wants to, to, to pull you apart uh, from the truth and the truth that Christ brought to us. And then, this is my favorite Bible verse. Um, not many people quote it. Uh, it's kind of goofy, but I like it. Uh, it is better to eat vegetables with those who you love than to eat steak or meat with those you hate. Um, and that's how it kind of feels walking the Christian life, right? Uh, you look around and you see a lot of, a lot of people eat, eating steak and you're like, what the heck? Why can't I do that? Why can't I do that? Why can't I do that? And th- it frustrates you after a while, but, um, understand it's not what's on the table, but it's who you're sitting across the table from. Uh, it's the community that you share with. It's the community that you grow with, uh, and, it's, and God, time and time again, calls us to his table. Um, so if you want to know someone, you know what they love. So know uh, who you love and be confident that he loves you. And that's it. That's all I got. All right, Matt.